Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. How are you? Thanks so much for joining us today. It is Monday. That means it's our new show. Uh, while there is a lot of Star Wars news that might be coming out this month, there isn't a ton, but we do have some cool stuff we are going to get into, uh, including this whole Project Luminous thing. We're going to put on our tinfoil hats and, oh, I said it right, finally. How about that? Tins foils. Tins foils, yeah. All right, it's going to be a good day. Feeling good. <laughs> We're going to speculate a little bit about that and get into a bunch of other stuff. Um, uh, with me, as always, James and Lacey. Um, so, guys, Bob Iger, uh, we know he's going to be doing that uh, Bob Iger con call, I believe, tomorrow. But I wanted to bring something up to you guys because I remember I, you know, I had my big regret moment from the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker where I froze and he walked by me mm-hmm, and I should have said mm-hmm, something. And mm-hmm, Matt Martin's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you should have said something. Mm-hmm, and that made mm-hmm. me feel even worse. And all our patrons dogged on me about it. And you guys continue <laughs> to do so, but that's fine. But I saw a video with him and like one of the princes, like Prince Henry, Harry, Todd, whatever their names are, one of them. And I guess he was talking to Bob Iger, like selling his his, his wife as a voice actress. Like, oh, she's really good at this. And Bob Iger's eyes couldn't have been rolling further back into his head. So if he did that to a royal like family member, I almost feel better that I didn't say anything to him about Make Solo 2 happen. I feel like I saved it. I actually don't think he would have done that to you because no? that's more of like you're appreciating his product. You're not mm-hmm. asking him for anything. Like it's different when people come up to you and you're like, oh, you're in this? You'd love this. You know, that's different than you saying, hey, I really like this thing you made that you invested in. Yeah, I guess you're right. I yeah I don't know though because I'm really proud of. Also, we haven't brought of... this up since you said that you didn't want to bring it up anymore. So I just wanted to throw that out there that you're bringing it up now. <laughs> well, it made it made me feel better seeing him do that to a a royal family member. Um, also too like I I'm Bob Iger's a great guy I'm sure, but I could also see in some scenario where he's like and i'm proud of everything we've done with make solo 2 happen but i'm sure he's like that's cool you started that talk to me when you've started eight fortune 500 companies (laughs) you know what i mean or whatever when you're running a multi-billion you want want me to be impressed cool (laughs) when your pay cut is 49 million and it doesn't matter yeah um but yeah it's also i guess how i would have if i approached it and been like you better make Solo 2 happen, man. <laughs> or like, yeah. hey, Bob, can you look at my tie? Take a photo. But yeah, I guess. But either way, that made me feel better. So I just <clears> want to <throat> get that off my chest. I have less regrets about what happened. But one day we will meet, Bob. And it'll probably be after he's not with Disney anymore and it won't matter. But anyway, make Solo 2 happen, everybody. Um, all right, guys. So uh, you ready to talk about Star Wars? Uh, fresh off the uh, Super Bowl weekend. Big game. Huge game last night insane Super Bowl last night. Did you guys yeah. do anything for the Super Bowl? Well, there, there was the commercial. Um, I saw that one. I saw the other commercial. Um, actually, this is true. I've seen a lot of the commercials because they air them now before the Super Bowl, which makes no sense to me. It and makes gives no, me no incentive to, to watch the show, right? You want ratings, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You pay $5 million to get a specific spot, and then you posted on twitter before like a week right. before like what are we doing yeah. yeah i don't know do you do you you usually don't do anything for the super bowl right am i right on that james um if anything we go to a friend's house oh, okay just that's right yeah to oh, hang out with them we did 
Didn't we have to rush back or something after the Super Bowl and record some kind of reactions to the solo trailer two years ago? Uh, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. 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 Um, Lacey, what are you doing? You're going to a party, right? Or you went to a party. What am I saying? I was going to say, what are, what are you talking kayfabe, about? Kayfabe. that kayfabe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to hang out with family, I guess. It was nice to watch a game where it wasn't, it was two teams that nobody really uh, was rooting for. Yeah. Surprise I mean, ending too, you know. <laughs> Huge twist ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Shyamalan came out and you just yeah. never saw it coming. He tripped um, on the squirrel and he didn't catch the ball. Hot tub time <laughs> machine reference there. Um, yeah, the Niners used to be like this huge juggernaut and like people used to like get on the bandwagon in the 80s and 90s, but then they became bad and people were like, they refused to be front runners. So they stuck around as Niner fans and now they could be Niners fans again. But anyway, um, Sports. This is a Star Wars podcast, though, so, you know, we're just testing other things out. Uh, <laughs> James, we have the Resistance Report, so why don't we fire that up and get into the hot stove of Star Wars news. It's the Resistance. So, anybody have any interest in Project Luminous? Probably What's the Black that? Series Rebels. Stay luminous, right? <laughs> um, oh, nobody knows what that is, John. That's the thing. Nobody knows. But uh, we did get a little bit of a information drop from our good friend Clayton Sandell from ABC News. He, uh, I don't know who he knows, but they sent him an image of the logo <laughs> for Project Luminous. And they said, yeah, go ahead and tweet that sucker. And, yeah, be the uh, first one. Yeah, Man. so uh, did you it notice looks the watermark like... on it? By the way, <laughs> what? Do you notice the watermark on the image he tweeted? I saw no, it in the lower watermark? right in in white, but I didn't know what it was. It says "Confidential Lucasfilm." <laughs> Does it? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Yay! So, but he <laughs> tweeted that out, and we got some information saying that they're going to hold a, a press conference for Project Luminous in on in February on the twenty fourth. Um, and also there was a little bit of a side thing too, that we're coming up with the Bob Iger holding his Disney earnings call on February 4th, which actually is, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow, right. As of listening yes. to this episode. So, yes. um, pay attention to that. Um, John, I'm going to start with you on this one. Can you kind of sum up these stories, um, and tell us maybe a little bit about what we heard last year on the conference call? Yeah. So, I mean, project luminous, um, you know, it looks like it's, Everything points to publishing, um, uh, which they call uh, Disney Lucasfilm Press now, officially, um, because the project says the editor is Michael Siglane, and we all know he's the guy who's been kind of the editor uh, running the deal for all these books and comics for years now. Um, Lacey and I might or may not have seen him at brunch in, uh, at New York Comic Con at one point, um, but... And then you list all these authors, Claudia Gray, Charles Soule, Kevin Scott, Daniel Jose Older, Justina Ireland, and it's supposed to interconnect comics and books. So you're thinking like, all right, well, Charles Soule's going to handle the comics and then, you know, these Claudia Gray's going to write a novel and that it's all probably pointing to that. My question is though, if it's, it's an event that's being held to unveil this, uh, I, it's got to be bigger than that. So I'm very, I'm just, I don't want to speculate too much uh, out of the gate here. So I want to hear you guys' thoughts about it. But to me, it's clear as day, it's going to be bigger than just here's your next uh, 
literature stuff. But the Iger call, I know people are always thinking there are going to be some big reveals on that. But we looked back, Val had pointed out, um, the Val's like the head, the head guy at Star Wars Newsnet, for anyone who doesn't know, that last year we reported on the earnings call and all that Bob Iger revealed then was that uh, they're still going to be doing licensing for the video games and that they're not going to be making them in-house and that they're going to be bringing in other companies to do that sort of thing. And that's all mm-hmm. he talked about for Star Wars in 2019 when you had The Mandalorian coming, you had uh, Resistance coming, Season 2, you had Episode 9 coming, you had Celebration, and that's all he said on Quarter 1 Earnings Call. So I don't expect much coming from Bob Iger tomorrow, especially he doesn't want to overshadow this new thing coming in two weeks, three weeks for Project Luminous. So if he says anything about Star Wars tomorrow, I think it'll be very light, very minimal. Uh, That's my guess. And he may just say, look out for February 24th. We're so excited about Project Luminous to to kick off Star Wars. So just look out for that. And that's it for Star Wars for now. So I think that's where we're going to be at with Bob tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong as always. I love hearing more juiciness with the Star Wars news and that sort of things coming out of uh, official sources. But uh, that's where I'm at right now. You know, it's kind of weird. I feel like, in a weird way, <laughs> Project Luminous feels like it's almost below Bob. Like, if I heard him say that, I'd be like, you know what Project Luminous is? That's Yeah, I'm sure he has it on printed out comic on books. a card. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Lacey, what are your thoughts on Project Luminous? I feel like this thing's been going forever. They've yeah, been really, right? They've been really dragging this out. I mean, John and I were at the panel at New York Comic Con, and they just announced that other brands were getting involved from Marvel and IDW and a couple other different types of brands. And that's it. That was that's five all, months ago. Yeah, that's all they said. And we were all sitting there like, oh, that's it? And then they were like, oh, coming in January. Well, obviously not. <laughs> January because all they announced was that it's not coming in January it's yeah. coming in February mm-hmm. um, so I don't know what the deal is there it's exciting because you know people like Charles Soule and Claudia Gray they're fan favorites people love them they consistently do great work that everybody loves you know um, I'm still waiting for Claudia Gray to do a Ben Solo book I questioned her about it at Star Wars Celebration she was like yeah yeah I got it that was the Bob Iger rolling of eyes John. Oh, yeah, you caught didn't you Oh yeah, you caught her when we were outside, like the the Starbucks, yeah. like the yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I started with a nice to meet you, but well, I think she I, said like I would love to do it even then, right? Didn't she say something? Right, like that? but I'm jokingly saying like that's the Bob Iger, like yeah. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, this time last year, it's crazy to think <laughs> a year ago already, but yeah. All we got at this point was an interview with Bob Iger, I think with The Hollywood Reporter, where he talked about the future of Star Wars after Solo. And he mentioned like, oh, yeah, we're still doing things with DB, you know, Benioff and Weiss. And he didn't mention Ryan Johnson. And we were talking about like, what does that mean? He hasn't mentioned Ryan Johnson. And now DB, (laughs) they're out. (laughs) Ryan's Mm -hmm. still in. Yeah. so again, like I remember this time last year, people were sitting through that call with Bob Iger being like, wow, I'm really on a finance call. I'm a real idiot right now. And they said nothing because we didn't even have a title for the movie, guys. Right. We didn't even have a title for the Star Wars movie coming out that year, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. People, you're right. People were saying they were going to get it then. That's right. Yeah. No <laughs> way. So yeah. it's just <clears throat> funny to look back on how crazy we all are. But 
I don't think Bob is going to announce anything like that, but we'll, I guess we'll have to see. As for Project Luminous, I mean, there's been rumblings that it's like a video. It could be a video game mixed in with the books. What does this mean? Could it be bigger things? People have been pointing to the High Republic stuff because they've mentioned it in other comics, specifically ones that Charles Soule has, de- has done. Um, so I guess we'll have to see, right? But... It's exciting. It's, you know, any Star Wars content's great content. So we'll have to see what happens. And um, I hope it's not just books. I ho- I really hope it's more than that. Not that I don't love books, guys. It's just like, I don't know. I want a, a bigger world to explore than just novels. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It, it's going to be just books. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's well, here. in comics, right? Womp, womp. Yes, but I, I'm considering that. It's kind just because the, the meeting thing. is like it. It seems like it's a bigger deal because it's in LA. It's a specific time. They're inviting yeah. specific people. It's like, why would this oh, just be books? We know because everyone's like, I'm invited to this event. Yeah, right. And we're like, yeah. ch- mm-hmm. check email inbox. Empty. <laughs> empty. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's my personal view on what I think it could be, which. They what they've done is they've gotten this writing team together and they're having and you get some of this information, too, if you're kind of poking around and paying attention to what they're saying on Twitter, like, hey, I just got back from another Project Luminous meeting today. It was great. Yeah, they talk about it. Yeah, they talk about it a little bit. Um, so we kind of have this idea that they're like they're all kind of communicating with each other, kind of how the same way. Um, there was communication between the Count Dooku book and the Master Apprentice book because mm-hmm. both of those stories had to involve certain characters around the same time frame, and those stories hadn't been written, but they needed to come out at the same time. There had to be collaboration between those artists. I think what they're doing is... Um, I said artists, but I meant authors. Um, they're I think artists, they're doing, man. They're artists. They're all <laughs> artists. We're all artists. Um <laughs> I think what they're doing is they're having, they're like, Hey, we want you to write, uh, like kind of this book and we want you to make this comic and involve these characters. And all of this is going to be happening at the same time. And I, I, I'm not trying to make it like a Marvel thing, but just for sake of argument, they're like, Hey, we want you to we want you to write Captain America and we want you to write Iron Man. And then we want both of those to happen around the same time. And we want them to kind of collaborate with each other. So they'd show up in each other's books and things along those lines. The point of all this, in my personal opinion is I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to, um, like just how the sequel trilogy picked up off of something that had already written, that world had already be, been written. I think project luminous is creating this new world Um, in which case they can set a tone for, and they can get all the rules and get all the things that are connected. And then later, uh, punch in directors and movies that will adapt from all of this content. So they're not planning the movies, but they're writing the characters that fans can kind of pick out their connections and figure out what, what, how we all think this is aligning and then from there we can be like these are our main characters move forward with these characters director I, that, that just that's my opinion on it which is why i think it's a bigger event because it's fair. just books and comics but yeah. it's setting the tone it's like announcing this is what star wars is going to be for the next wave 
I, I, I think that's right. I, I agree with you. I, but I think the, I probably personally think the motive of this whole thing, if you're starting from that part as your ground point, is their long-term goal is to create and develop the international audience for Star Wars. Um, I think how you do that, instead of like, they're realizing like, we can't punch people in the face with Star Wars movies. They're not buying it in China. They're not buying it in these other countries and these other big markets where you see Marvel just crushing. Uh, Star Wars just does terrible. Like it debuted in China, like third or even less to like movies that were sequels to see movies in China, like awful movies. Like it just doesn't register. So if you start with a video game, video games are a huge draw internationally, um, especially in Asian markets, uh, comics and like you start building stories there where people can just start on page one there figuratively and literally. And I think their biggest marathon goal here, not immediately, they want to kind of try to cultivate this with a, maybe a new young audience that they, they can develop is to finally get an international draw for star Wars. Now that they've wiped the Skywalkers, so you don't have to like join us here and catch up. It's like, no, we're starting this new thing. If they can pull in international audience, I think their eye is on that because they realize how valuable of a brand Star Wars is and it should not be having this hard of a time with the international audience. So I think their number one priority is expanding the brand globally. And um, I, that, that's where I think this is rooted in, if I had to guess, just from a business perspective. Lacey, anything to bounce off of that? Or is there anything that you're like, I don't think it's that? Did, did I say anything? No? No, I think I agree with all those points. Pretty straightforward. Do you guys think that there that video games will be announced as well? That's that rumor, right? Then someone uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Lacey mentioned it too. People are kicking it around. Yeah. I just don't know if this is the place where they will also pull that in. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Fallen Order did really well, right? But that's kind of it depends on what this is. I don't know. I'm not a big gamer so i don't know how i could see this coming out them putting out a game and it fizzling and doing nothing or it just exploding i have no finger on the pulse on this so i don't know about gaming Lacey knows better about gaming than i do you you too probably i think fallen order did really well but it doesn't have i would say the lasting power of like a battlefront like a battlefront you can go on and play every day multiplayer and it's never the same thing because you're playing with new people Whereas Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order, it's a campaign mode, story mode game. So it's like, yeah, you can play it every time and learn new things and do side missions and all this other stuff. But like, it's not the same as like, hey, let me grab all my friends and go kill each other on crate. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what that means. Is it another story mode game? If so, I'm sure people will love it because Jedi Fallen Order was really well received. People love that game. What type of game is was... Knights of the Old Republic. Massive multiplayer online yeah. role-playing game. I think that's With what it would With a story be. mode, yeah. Because that, the logo is the Jedi logo, right? Under Project Luminous? It is. And I, Luminous is like the, the, the Jedi were Luminous beings. So they're obviously telling us that it's going to have to do with the Jedi. That's why I'm I, s- th- the High Republic thing is ringing with a lot of people. I, I agree. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like I, even I, Charles Soule retweeted it. He was just like, good eye type thing. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He, I love that guy because he he wants to like spill beans. I know. Remember, remember how miserable he Com- was at New York Comic Con? Oh, it was the Ben Affleck face. I felt it was so the bad for him. He was like, silence. "Why am I here?" And I tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted something like that. Like Char- Charles so looks like he wants to say so much, and he's like, he's like, "Yeah, but I get it." He's like, "It's not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not upset or anything, you know." But um, he seems like if he could, he would just be like, "I'm s- telling you everything." But right, I don't know. What if it's like a like a Knights of the Old Republic, but not because those fans are so rabid. Like what if it's the hmm. Jedi in their prime and you're doing crazy force powers and it's huge battles and, and that sort of thing. I think, I think if they're going to do the old Republic era, I, I don't think they would do it in much different way. I think they would still try to incorporate that thing. But Lacey brought up a, a, a good point or, or you, you asking about what kind of a game it is. I don't know, man. I think massive multiplayer online games are like, they got to really be planned out. Well, this I, thing's I, been in the works for like, 17 wow. years. League of, League of Legends. Yeah, I don't feel like you could create um, an MMO as quickly as you could like Jedi Fallen Order. And not to say that they that it was like rushed or anything. No, I'm just saying story mode. Yeah, I think you can kind of just like, you know, create your assets and things and just kind of like run them through the motions and stuff. But when you're talking, I mean, even something like Battlefront, you got to figure out how all the characters take damage, you know, from each other and stuff. I don't know, man. It's tricky. An MMO is just like huge. Like, but I don't know. I, I mean, I. Lacey, I'm sure you would play it, right? If there's killing involved, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would I you find be myself a Sith or a Jedi? I'm going to be serious. Like, I find myself getting bored with story mode games because I'm like, okay, but like, I want to kill other people. <laughs> See, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like... I'm, like, give I me would, Battlefront obviously, over Jedi Fallen Order any day. And I know a ton of people right now are probably yelling somewhere. <laughs> at what, me about like a, what about like a Mar- uh, Mortal Kombat where it's just like you're this person and this I person? I don't like and, fighter games. Oh, like yeah, Star killing, Wars That's why Masters of Terrace Kasi? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't come out with like a Star Wars fighter. I like yet. first person shooters. Those are my favorite games. Like Goldeneye. First person shooters. Yeah. Goldeneye, but that's like an old school one. But yeah, like Halo. Call of Duty. Greatest game ever. Battlefront. I wouldn't say ever. It's a good game. I wouldn't say ever. I think it's the last game I played. What is? (laughs) Goldeneye. I would argue that Halo is the best first person shooter. Not Halo Reach. It's garbage. Like Halo 2 or 3. 2 or 3? Yeah. Best first person shooter for me, gosh, I don't know. I yeah, I'd probably have to go with Halo 2. Wolfenstein? Like is in Halo 3. Wasn't Wolfenstein like the first one? First what? person shooter? No. Yeah. <laughs> no? What no. came before that? I don't You know, I, I thought the same so. thing, Lacey. I was like, no, you're dumb. And then I was I'm like, I don't know though. <laughs> I think- it was like nineteen ninety-three. Because Doom is a ripoff of of Wolfenstein, right. and Duke Nukem is a ripoff of Doom. Find me a first-person shooter that came out before Wolfenstein. I dare you. 
See, but you keep talking about games that like ultimately we're not even comparing to like (laughs) graphics wise, story wise, capability wise. That was my prime though. That's when I played games. In 93? From like 94 to (laughs) 2004 was my prime game era. To 2004? Yeah. So like high school? College. He was in high school for 10 years, Lacey. No. I meant towards the end. Yeah. No, like middle school through like college. It's when you play video games and then you grow up and you stop. I guess I haven't grown up yet. I'm just kidding. I just don't. I'm just too lazy to buy it. I fear of losing. I don't like losing and I would, I don't, I'd be the guy like Jim Halpert in the office skipping in the corner, not knowing what to do. And then someone comes up and blams me and then that that's me. I don't want to do blams that. Blams you? Yeah. Like. Are you shot. two years older than me, John? Yeah, I think so. Cause I was just thinking my year was probably 1996 and I was like, that lines up. <laughs> that lines up. There you go, man. There you go. I wonder how much money the rise of Skywalker would make. In 1996. I wonder if Lacey wants to move on. Wants us to move on from this first story? (laughs) The, uh, well, John put this together and it's not necessarily anything that's newsworthy, even though this is just since report, but I think he wanted to take a second to kind of talk about it. Um, Rise of Skywalker box office. Uh, Did did we not talk about this last week a little bit? Um, Not in technical terms. But we touched on it based on other things. Oh, the Rotten Tomato score. Yes. That's right. right. Well, this week we actually want to talk about uh, box office, which if we're running the numbers down domestic, it's currently, as of this recording, domestic 503 million, 546 million worldwide, or foreign, I should say, making a worldwide total of just over $1 billion. Just over. Um but uh, as far as uh, the domestic ranks, this the movie currently is 14th of all time and worldwide 36th biggest box office money-making movie of all time. Is this good? Is this bad? Do, what do we compare it to? Lacey, what were your thoughts on this real quick? Because you were so anxious to talk about this topic. No, I'm actually not, but I'm going to let John go first. Because all, right, all I have John. in my notes are Gosh. Star Wars equals money. <laughs> so... Um, here's, here's my thing. Like there's so much going on with the narrative over the box office for this movie. And a lot of it in terms of like, oh, it didn't do that well is fair because, you know, it's, they're stacking it up against say the force awakens, which is unfair. But in terms of like, should it have done better? Probably. Yes, it probably Mm -hmm. should have. But then that you have people using that as a weapon to to talk about the the quality of the movie, and I don't think that's fair because there's plenty of good movies out there that don't do well at the box office. Like look at Blade Runner, the original, right? Now everybody considers that such a and even the Wizard new Blade of Runner. Us I was going to say well. the second one's better. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of movies over time that have been great that didn't do well at the box office. Um, but I guess my point here is it still did really well. I mean, it's going to be one, it's one of 45 movies to make over a billion dollars in the history of films. 45 movies have done it. Um, it's uh, going to finish in the, t- it's going to, it's about to pass Rogue One. I think next week it'll pass Rogue One at the box office, which everyone said did so great when that came out. So my point 
now is why didn't this do as as well? Was it the critics' reviews? I don't know about that. I think that there was an unrealistic expectation to to have marketed this movie as this is the final chapter in nine stories. Nobody bought that. I'm sorry. Nobody is tying this episode nine to episode one, two, or three. Like, I get why they did it. It made a lot of sense to try to draw every generation in. But this movie was the end of this trilogy, period. It has nothing to do with Darth Vader or Anakin. Uh, You can mark it and say the saga's concluded and all you want. That's fine. This was episode nine, uh, the third one of this trilogy. The second point. (laughs) I like episode nine, the third one. Of this, yeah. Right. <laughs> Damn you, Lucas. Um, but then the second point being when they marketed this movie, it was all on the backs of this new generation. Whereas, you know, episode eight, they were parading Mark Hamill out there to every late night show, every event, every con. I'm back. I was, I had my cameo in the last movie. I'm in this movie now. I'm the last Jedi. I'm in the trailers. I'm doing the voiceovers. And people are like, oh, wow, Luke Skywalker. We're finally going to go get to see Luke Skywalker come back after 35 years or whatever. And now this one, it was all, I know they had the Palpatine thing and that's fine but he's not a draw this was all on the backs on the posters on the trailers on everything the marketing the interviews all that all this new generation and i think that is a credit to them that this movie still did that well so when you look at it from that perspective a real fair perspective i think the movie is a great success i think it did a good a great success i feel like borat um but I, i i feel like it showed that this new generation can carry the franchise if they could want to continue with it in the future so comparing it to the last two movies i don't think is fair i don't think it has anything to do with the quality of the movie i actually think most audiences outside of critics like this movie better than the last jedi and it might be even with the the force awakens um because i haven't met i haven't met anyone i know aside from like BSR and a couple, maybe one or two other people who said they didn't like this movie. Most people I talked to thought this movie was great. So um, I don't think it has to do with that. So I, th- and that's it. Maybe there's some fatigue. Maybe there are people who didn't like The Last Jedi who didn't want to go see this. I don't know. But the bottom line is you didn't have the old cast and you didn't have that nostalgia to bring old people back. It was all on the new generation and I thought it did a great job and I thought uh, it deserves um, I, it deserves all the credit for doing that. So that, that, that that's my take on it. Lazy Star Wars equals money. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Star Wars equals money. Because I was like, okay, it's made a lot of money. It's of course it's going to make money, and it's not to dumb down the work and the effort and all the stuff that went into it. But I like this is not surprising to me. If you had asked me a year ago if it was going to cross a billion dollars, I'd be like, yes. I'm pretty sure we asked that of each other. Um, I think it is telling that it didn't do as well overseas makes sense they just don't connect there i mean when we had mark newbold on uh from fanta tracks he's from the uk uh when he was growing up he said they would go years and years and years before seeing star wars movies in the uk uh just because of release and stuff so they didn't get star wars the way that the u.s got star wars so it's not surprising to me um other than that i mean it's awesome to know that it made this much money because it adds some uh I don't know if weight is the right term, but uh, support for Daisy Ridley and the new cast to carry more movies on their own. Like they don't need to fall back on the older cast. But at the same time, the two movies that have done better, The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens, uh, were marketed with Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. 
Uh, so it's going to be interesting now that they're all gone, what that means. I think it would still make a ton of money if they were to make a new movie like next year with Daisy Ridley. Like that doesn't matter. Um, but I think that's why TFA and The Last Jedi made so much money because there was that connection to the Skywalker saga. Um, and, and this movie didn't have that. And honestly, all the people that I've spoken to that are not huge Star Wars fans. They just go because they're fun. They didn't like The Last Jedi. They liked this movie, but they still liked TFA the most. Every single person. That's hmm. that's that's it. <laughs> that's it. I I I kind of disagree with John a little bit on the I think TFA is going to take well, yeah. I I think TFA is definitely going to take the cake for as far as like overall voted which one's your favorite amongst all groups of people. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just, yeah. it just has an excitement and that movie is just so well done. Like there's honestly, when I got asked last week what part I would cut from that movie, I picked a yeah. shot from a helicopter because nothing else made sense to me that to cut it out of the movie because it's just so well paced. Like it, it just didn't make sense to me. I, I yeah, I, I feel like I would be shocked. I, I would not be <laughs> Okay. I would be shocked to see if Rise of Skywalker, if it was like an overall poll where everybody voted somehow that Rise of Skywalker was the number one favorite. Um, but I would be interested to see where it falls on The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? I think that is Depends a little where bit, you're asking, I think. That's what I'm saying, though. If you're asking everybody, which is not well, a real Val, poll. Val did a poll in Star Wars Newsnet. They got like 20,000 votes, and they were all pretty even. They were all in like the 30s percentage-wise, which was shocking. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, when you look at these types of things, though, I think where a lot of people are falling on the like, it didn't do that good is kind of like a relative thing. I think there's always the little asterisk, which is it didn't do that well for a Star Wars movie because nobody really is saying that the movie like failed. I mean, it's just a, a matter of we put this much money into it and it ended up making this much money. So as a as a piece of business, it I don't think anybody's arguing that it was like a flop. Um, mm. It's But it's kind of one of those things like, I'm saying like, uh, you know, I don't know why this name's popping into my head and he just released a new one, but it's like Eminem came out with a new record. How many did he sell first week? Well, he sold 50,000, 50,000. Like that's really incredibly low for Eminem. That's still like really good. <laughs> that's, that's a good amount well, of sure, CDs first perspective. week. Yeah. 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 Godzilla is so good by the way. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, I mean, saying that like this movie still made over a billion dollars is like, yeah, I mean, like nobody's arguing that that's a lot, but I definitely had the numbers where I thought it would hit and it didn't hit those numbers and it, or it won't, I don't think by the time this is done. And so then I think even for me, who was optimistic about the movie, I still say it underperformed. And so you look sure. at that and you go, okay, there's probably people at Disney and there's probably tons and tons of fans that are going, this movie underperformed. Why? You know? And mm -hmm. I think Lacey has a point. It wasn't, it wasn't relying on, 
uh, returning characters. Um, I mean, I said that too. I mean, I, they hammered Mark Hamill in your face for The Last Jedi because he wasn't in The Force Awakens. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, to be fair a little bit, I think Lacey said it in a negative way and you said it in a positive way. Like, I think you were saying, despite the fact that they weren't returning characters, it stood on its own merits and had uh, success. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So yeah. I'm thinking, like, what's the what's the downside of it? Like, maybe it's because we didn't have returning characters. Mm. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, some might argue that the story just wasn't good or wasn't compelling. I honestly I think that part of it. This is gonna people are gonna go crazy right now. I think part of it <laughs> is because we went into this movie with Luke Skywalker dead. I think as a general fan, you're like, okay, then what's the story then if Luke Skywalker's dead? Like, my dad would ask that question. Like, what else is there to say? So I think him being dead, even if you liked the story, even if you agreed with it in The Last Jedi, I think general fans are going, okay, but Star Wars is about Luke Skywalker and now he's dead, so what else? Mm -hmm. So I think that there was this disconnect of like, okay, but what does that mean then? I do remember at the end of Last Jedi, there was some conversations that said parts of The Last Jedi felt like that is that was episode nine. Right. That was it. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I'm don't know if it's like a retrospect. Yeah. I, I think but. maybe like a retrospect would be like Force Awakens, Han Solo's movie. Last Jedi was Carrie Fisher's movie. And maybe it all led up to Luke Skywalker being the final story or whatever. Which to me would make sense if you think about it just like that, not even knowing what the storylines are. If you were just to look at them as three movies or three different characters, why would you have Luke go second? Makes no sense. Well, that's what JJ did. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like Like it, it almost forces Ryan's hand Hand, because how do you, how do you not pick up from that? You know? Right, right. I mean, I guess you well, could. And they say that was George Lucas's plan for Luke too, to have him on this island, and he ran away from everything. Like that was a big part of what they were saying his treatment was. They weren't that far off from where they where they put Luke. In other words, right? I but know did he kill Luke in the second of the trilogy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and I you don't could think have George had- did. <laughs> and this isn't this isn't to say you you know the he was saved by the tw- midichlorians retrospect is 2020 thing like but I, I'm saying Droid you could Ray. have still had that story for Luke <laughs> oh, and stuck God. that in the in episode 9 yeah. you know James I got so that poll that Val put out for the sequel trilogy it was close so it was 36% Last Jedi 35% Rise of Skywalker 29% Force Awakens 26, so Force Awakens was the least 26,000 votes I'm calling shenanigans again I'm calling shenanigans again. TFA is the best movie in the trilogy. No doubt. I mean, I'm with Lacey on this one. I, I, I don't see it. <laughs> Last Jedi people are saying Last Jedi because they're so angry at the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker people are saying it because recency. TFA is hands down the best one in the series. Well, and now you're doing that. You're doing that that thing now where you're you're saying your opinion is the fact. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm saying that's what people have said to me that aren't Star Wars fans, that aren't on Twitter. 
every single one. Like I, I'm so, pulling like 15 coworkers. They come up to me. I asked them how the movie was. They said it was good. I liked it. I said, now looking back at the trilogy, which one's your favorite? Oh, the first one with Harrison Ford. Every single one of them said that. Every think, single person. I think if I talk to people a lot, like the people I've talked to are like, man, this last one was my favorite or whatever, right? That's my experience. But if I talk to people like on the grand scale, <clears throat> I feel like it would be 40, 40, 20. And it would be like Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. Real life people outside of the bubble. Like people I talked to, I had a hard time with people saying like, man, that movie stunk about The Last Jedi. I'm like, no, it didn't, you know? Um, but so I like feel like Matt, that's how the casual audience, yeah, didn't register with The Last Jedi, where diehards, I feel like, really loved it. Matt liked See, The Last Jedi, way, or no, liked The Rise of Skywalker, said it was fun to watch. He remembered things from it, which is a big deal. He remembered <laughs> certain moments. Last Jedi, he remembers nothing but Mary Poppins Carrie Fisher. That's all he remembers. <laughs> and uh, he likes TFA the best. I remember when Last Jedi came out, people were saying like, you know, I didn't like that movie or whatever. I heard it was bad or, or whatever. And I was like, I think that what you're hearing is like the social media group. Mm-hmm. But most people who just went and watched the movie really liked it. They really and now started. a year or two years later, I still I, I'm starting to think maybe that wasn't true. Maybe the general audience really legitimately just didn't like that movie. And rise of skywalker is definitely like a bump up where there's still like some back and forth but it makes me wonder what we're going to have what conversation similar to this is going to be had in two years from now when we're looking Mm -hmm. back at this whole thing going yeah it felt like we were in a way like kind of defending rise of skywalker too but the overall view of it is just people were okay with the force awakens but they didn't like the last two i i mean this is turning into a kind of a negative thing but and you know what though yeah i don't know i i love all three movies so much so i feel like the kid who has to choose which parent when he's they're getting divorced or something i love both like and it's people i hate when people i like in the Star Wars fandom are like, I'm on this team, I'm on this team, like it's the Twilight thing. I'm like, it's not the case, guys. So uh, I think in in 10 years, people are going to look back on this trilogy very favorably. Like, look at what's happened to the prequels. Like, it's got a grass, like a a rose-colored glass looking back at it. Now, when people hated those movies 15 years ago, I think in 10 years, especially the kids who, like, this was their trilogy, this is going to be a really popular trilogy um maybe the casual fans gonna like skip over tlj sometimes if they rewatch and it's on tnt but i think overall this trilogy is going to be looked it's going to age really well in my opinion maybe that's optimistic but i like your divorce analogy but i i'm I'm gonna up it a little bit the force awakens is when your parents are together and then the last jedi is your dad and (laughs) rise of skywalker okay yeah that's yeah there you go i like that that's a good one which one's the dad last jedi Oh, I thought you said Rise of Skywalker was the dad. And to be no, fair, we can interchange that, interchange that however that fits your narrative. Let's not oh, say. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I, I was going to say the, the last one was sweet. Like it was like easier on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. And Last Jedi is more complex on the inside. <sighs> Never mind. Either way, I, just le- leave it general and the analogy works. Yeah, whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but either way, it's going to it's gonna be 14th all-time, maybe even higher domestic, and 35th all-time worldwide. I mean, 
whatever. We can pinch pennies and say it was a failure. It's going to be the third lowest after um, after inflation adjustment, the third lowest grossing Star Wars movie. But still, it's a Star Wars movie and it grossed over a billion dollars. So, hmm. We've talked pretty heavily about this, but there is one more thing we uh, should lightly mention. There was an official book announcement um, last week, and it came from Polygon, kind of of all places. You wouldn't have expected that. But they wanted to announce a new YA novel that's centered around Poe Dameron and his days as a spice runner. And... Don't even worry about it. Zori Bliss is going to be in this book. So there we go. Lacey, you've somehow managed to make John go first on the last two stories. Do you have anything to say about the Poe Dameron announcement? What do you think? Yeah, I do. Uh, first of all, I don't know why they're doing a Poe book again. How many books does Poe need? He gets all he the like, books. He doesn't have a book, does he? Resistance Reborn is basically well, a comic. his book. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. Anyway. I'll still read it. It's whatever. Okay, so the book's called Freefall. <laughs> Comes out August 4th, 2020. So this year, you can pre-order it probably by now. From According to the announcement. It said at the end of the month. So probably around now. Um, written by Alex Segura. It's about him being a spice runner back in his teenage days. And the art is by Alice Chang, which I have a couple of her pieces, which are really cool. She did like a Kylo Ren piece and a Leia piece that are hanging in my house. She's very, very talented. Um, is that, that image be- the is that image the cover? Is that the cover? His face? That is the cover. Oh, okay. Oh, it that's is. Cool. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was going to be like a cover, not final thing. No, that's the cover. Um, so I I love Poe. We, we talked about Poe a couple weeks ago, about how much we like him in The Rise of Skywalker, especially uh, his character has just grown so much throughout the trilogy. But this series goes back to when he was a teenager, and I'm reading the description that they provided, and they're like, okay, he's a hotshot pilot. And I'm like, again, with the hotshot, we're going back to this again. And then they're like, oh, and he had a mom who died, and then he doesn't get along with his dad, so he runs away to go on adventures. And I'm like, all right. Typical Star Wars, going on adventures, coming of age story. Okay, keep going. And then they're like, and then he is a really good pilot and he's going on adventures in in a crime <laughs> syndicate. And I was like, okay, so Han Solo. And they're like, and then he finds a girl. And I'm like, so Han Solo. And then they're like, kind of like Han Solo, cross out. Not Han Solo, Poe. So the story sounded a lot like Han Solo to me. Mm-hmm. Very Han Solo-esque. Um, so I'm interested to see where the story goes because the author described it as a pivotal story and this story adds weight to Poe's character. And my response was like, okay, how much weight does it actually provide? Because the story that you described to me isn't necessarily a coming of age because you described who Poe is right now. So like, let's see if this works. It's been a few years since Han's mother, who was a pilot in the Rebellion, that doesn't work, uh, passed away. And Han and his father have more and more troubling, or more trouble connecting. Cut to Lando. Did you ever get along with your dad? No. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. me neither. Not sure what he wants to do with his life. Teenage Han runs away from home (laughs) to find adventure and uh, and to figure out what kind of man he wants to be. Han, Han, Sounds Han. Good. Could be, Han. could be Han. Other than the rebellion thing, but that's um, they're only doing that because remember the comic where she was like in the yeah. rebellion. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he figures out the man he wants to be. One of the things I loved from Lawrence Kasdan talking about writing TFA is that when he wrote the older characters like Han and Leia and Luke, he wrote that no matter what, you never stop learning and growing and there's nothing that you're going to learn early in life that's going to prevent you from making mistakes later in life and like you're always constantly becoming who you're meant to be. So this idea of Poe being like, oh yeah, he's just going to figure it out and then he becomes Poe and then he's a hero. I'm like, what? So Mm. am I going to read it? Yes, probably. (laughs) Is Zori going to be in it? Yes, that's cool. Babu Frick better be in it. That's the most exciting thing to me. Get more Babu Frick. Um, I'm interested to see how... Babu. I honestly would have liked this book more if it was from Zori's perspective and not from Poe's. If we got more of Zori and what her story was and how she met Poe, that's more interesting to me than, hey, let's go back and give the focus to this pilot that we've seen now, three movies, one book, a comic series, all these things from. Like, who's Zori? We didn't even see her full face. Yeah, and it, and we're going to get that, but again, it yeah, I, I like that, Lacey. I, I, I think do that think... adds more weight to The Rise of Skywalker than hearing about Poe figuring out that, the man he's meant to be. That does to me kind of similarly like with Phasma, where like I was right. like, okay, Phasma was whatever. Then I read the book, and then when I watched Last Jedi, you know, or when I go back and watch Force Awakens again, I'm like, oh man, this character holds a lot of weight, and I'm glad that she made the cut and made it into the film. Right. You know what I mean? Like had this Zori book come out first, then we would have got to see her in the movie and would have been like, Oh, that's sweet. I know. I know like what the situation was. I laughed this, reading this. That's a good point. This should have been a rise or journey to the rise of Skywalker book. Right. I probably. laughed reading this James. And I thought of you from our Poe conversation when you were like, they don't know how to deal with Poe. This description yeah. to me reads, so you're doing the same story again. He's a hotshot pilot that hasn't figured it out. That's the first part of the book. He does really, he's, <laughs> they show how great he is. The second part is he makes some mistakes and it gets him into trouble. But the third part is, is he realizes their mistakes. He sorts out his issues and he comes back on top. Yeah. <laughs> John, what do you think? Um, I don't know if I'm being too optimistic lately, so I'm going to pick an episode, an upcoming episode where I just burn everything to the ground, but it's not going to be today. (laughs) Um, but I think I liked, I like this idea for Poe because I feel like to bounce off what you guys are saying from a different angle, everything about Poe has been about his piloting and he's the great pilot, but he screws up piloting. And sometimes when he's screwing up piloting, he figures it out and does great things piloting. And then sometimes he learns how to pilot better and blow things up. Uh, Say pilot one more time. Pilot. This (laughs) is him like getting into getting his hands dirty. And I feel like it adds kind of a different layer to his character a bit. So when I heard that, when I heard this initially, uh, the first time I saw the rise of Skywalker, I'm like, Oh, that side of Poe. And then you even saw like Finn, like, how'd you learn how to do that when he's hot wiring the car or like you were a spice runner. And then like busting his chops about that. It's not, he's not like the, the, the poster boy on the military wall anymore. Like come join the resistance. It's not, it's like, no, this guy, had his rebellion rebellious years too he wasn't always about a boy scout i feel like that came too late in the story of poe though yeah that's true sorry not gonna get into no i mean i was also gonna say i thought it was weird that finn called him out on such a like common task among people who were in a rebellion yeah wiring you know what i mean 
Like, uh, he's been part of the resistance for like seven years now, at least. You don't think he knows how to hotwire a speeder to get out of a sick, sticky situation? No, sure, sure. You I don't guess. think he knows how to hotwire a speeder? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <laughs> if he didn't know how to do that, he'd be like, oh, no problem. I'll teach you later, Finn. And yeah. Finn would probably be like, sweet, I'm, that might save my life what one day. What a joke. Like, it's like resistance 101. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's hotwired things before. I don't know. I just think it's a it's a cool thing to add to his story. I don't know. It's not that big of a deal to me. It's not like, oh my god, they ruined Poe Dameron, you know? Um, I don't think it's gonna ruin Poe Dameron either. I'm just saying I feel like this is another Poe Dameron story. Yeah, but it's different. It's 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 him not doing his Boy Scout I'm a resistance fighter thing. It's him stepping away from that life and getting do, making a choice of his own uh, and doing bad things in a way. You think Johnny, of him as a boy scout? on book discussions? Yeah, I don't po- think... I, Hot shot. Pi- he's Maverick from Top Gun. This is who he is. Like, Yeah, but he's willing he, to do whatever he... T- like going against leadership is like the whole thing he but does he's still been. Jedi. He's been in the Navy the whole time though. Like it's this is him mm. like getting away from that and going AWOL. And I think that adds a different angle to him and you know maybe the book doesn't maybe the book's a total flop maybe it's a ya on the surface garbage and it, it may very well be but it could also <laughs> to be add, fair some of the ya novels to, have been some of the best so. that's what i'm saying though so it could add something that we're like oh that's cool like that's interesting to see poe do that or maybe poe kills somebody and he regrets it or something like who knows what we're going to get out of this book this is all very prologue and it's like the setup like you guys said it sounds like han mm-hmm. solo i hope it's not that i hope it takes us somewhere that deviates from a Han Solo type of uh, life of crime thing. I'm just keeping my, I'm just keeping optimistic that we may get finally a different angle from Boy Scout, Navy boy, Poe Dameron, because while I love Poe and I thought he was hilarious in the rise of Skywalker and he's been funny throughout the whole trilogy and he's been a great hero and all that stuff. I maybe like to see the guy get his hands dirty once in a while and see if that adds anything to the character. That's all. All right. This anything is called else, free fall, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned free. that. Yeah, you said that. Free, Free fall, fall with Poe. <laughs> I was going to say Tom Petty wrote the uh, forward, but I forgot he's dead. Oof. Oof. Moment of silence. <laughs> Don't come around here no more. All right. All right. Um, Lacey, you want to take us into the Scoundrels Rundown? We got a lot of stuff going on with Star Wars Newsnet and the Resistance broadcast. Some might say I'm a hotshot pilot. Ready? Punch! Oh. One. Two, three. Punch it. Punch it. All right. Scoundrels rundown. So as we talked about last week, coming up, which is kind of like a yearly thing, but we're getting into the con season as we get into the spring and summer of the year. Um, And the first one I can tell you that I'm going to is Ace Comic Con in Boston, on March 21st. I believe it's a Saturday. Um, March 25th. March 25th. First full day of spring. <laughs> um, so I'll be there Bastin. representing Star Wars Newsnet <laughs> and TRB. Going to talk to dealers and fan groups. Uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Or I, I should have said Ewan and Hayden. Or Ewan and a- Anakin like I did last time. Uh, oh, yeah. They'll be there. Matthew Wood's going to be there. So there should be a little bit of a Star Wars presence, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be there. 
and I'll give you more updates as we get closer. But if you're in the Northeast Boston, Baston area, Baston, you can come hang out with me. It'll be fun. Khakis. <laughs> Drive my cab to Baston. Uh, yeah. All right. So I lost my khakis. Are you a patron of TRB? <laughs> Well, if you are, we're going to be adding more exclusive stuff to the page, including more behind-the-scenes stuff, oh boy. which everybody seems to like, which is, you know, in between episodes, we're chatting. We're going to record those and put those up so you can see what it's like to run the show, get ready for the show, what we're talking about off the air. So when we reference stuff in the episode and we say, hey, off air, we talked about this, you'll get to see it because uh, we can't You've seen always... the two ladies and the cat meme? <laughs> Yeah. How do you always know these memes? I never see these things. <laughs> that's a that's a popular one. It's the housewives yelling at the cat that's eating the salad. Oh yes. What yeah. is that from, by the way? I'm not to interrupt the rundown, but it's a housewives. Oh, like a Jer- the Jersey housewife. Uh, Beverly Hills housewives. Oh, right. sorry. Um, they're yelling at someone else, but someone put that cat there. That's what yeah. makes it funny because uh-huh. the cat's like. <laughs> now I get it. Like Baby Yoda. Exactly. I saw that. Uh, So you'll get to see what we talk about and do before and after we record the podcast episodes. And if you've been considering expanding your TRB experience and supporting the show in that way, head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and check out our five tiers and sign up for one that is right for you and where you appreciate all your support uh, because it helps us do cool stuff like go to Ace Comic Con and go to other events and cover stuff at Celebration. We have a ton of of celebration plans in store for you guys and we can't wait to share them as we get closer um but that's all we got this time so chewy get us out of here he's sleeping over there <laughs> james put he's, the graphic in is he closer good. than he was before he, he whoa <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> all right guys it is time for ask the resistance i've been wondering what are midichlorians shameless request for a shout out so I'm just going to do it. Rick Villanueva, you asked for a shout out on the podcast. Hey, Rick. So there you go, buddy. Villanueva. Um, you, you met all three of us at Celebration, uh, me and James outside of the arena, and then Lacey inside the con event itself on the show floor, I think, at a different point in time. Um, but we gave you some shades. and I know you didn't get pictures with all of us and that sort of thing, but there will be another time. But there's your shout out, buddy. So uh, thanks for always listening and watching and, and being a fun Star Wars fan, man. All right. Uh, this one goes to Lacey. Lacey, you ready? Yep. Okay. This is from Ion Cannon. And they asked, which of the Disney era films would you most like to see get the deep dive treatment on action figures like the 1999 Phantom Menace where every single character in every frame possible got an action figure? So which of the sequel <laughs> trilogy would you like to see Pummel us with all sorts of action figures. Well, Disney era. Right. Sequel. Yeah, Disney era, I guess is fair. Yeah. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Because we get a ton of creatures and droids and characters in the lodge scene when they're playing Mm -hmm. uh, the game of Sabacc, like Therm Scissor Punch. I really want a Therm Mm -hmm. Scissor Punch action figure. And there's a ton of other characters. Nail biter one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, there's so many. The little furry guy with the white fur. Mm Mm-hmm. Or about um, Clint Howard. Clint Howard's character would be fun, though. I guess. <laughs> That's what you, want. you want the mean droid guy? Just like a weird droid guy. You never guy. had yeah. it so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's Clint uh, Howard. Come on. I guess so. So that's John's answer. Uh, 
for this question. Um, but yeah, so then also Dryden Voss's ship was a good, like, scene with tons of people in it and different creatures and aliens that they could really dive into. And specifically, I love the one called Lulio Primak, which is the little green guy in the little container of uh, formaldehyde, supposedly. That's what Wikipedia said it was. <laughs> um, and he's actually named by Pablo Hidalgo after... Louis Leo Prima, the singer who sang Pennies in Heaven because they used his voice in production to mock the scene. So that's why his name is Lou Leo. This is in Dryden Voss's lair. Yeah. The singer that sings with the woman. Yeah. I want that character. I'm going to throw it out there. Go listen to the soundtrack. The higher pitched version of his voice is infinitely better musically. I do not like the chicken in the pot. Yeah, I do not like the low voice in the movie. I don't know why they changed it. So I read a lot on his character and then the girl he sings with. She has like a whole backstory where she's like a recording artist that's like highly popular in the galaxy. Mm. And like Dryden paid her a salary to be on the ship to just sing for his parties. Uh Was she a hotshot spice runner by any chance? No. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's my answer. That's a Hashtag good answer. Make Solo Two happen. Yeah, with action figures too. Right on. All right, James uh, Matt Skywalker. Man, this family mm-hmm. just doesn't go away. Yeah, uh, at MIB eleven eighty eight, Men in Black eleven eighty eight. Um, do you think force healing is a power solely reserved for light side force users, or could it be used for dark siders? It seems to me the need to have a positive sacrificial element to it, which would be contrary to the selfish philosophy of the Sith. So what do you think, James? Well, I like that um, my answer is kind of in the question. So I'm going to try to do this. Uh, Do I think force healing is a (laughs) power solely reserved for light side users? I mean, it could be used by the dark siders, but it seems to me to need to have a positive sacrificial element to it, Matt. So, um, you know, which would be contrary to the selfish philosophy of the Sith. That's my answer, I think. Perfect. Great. Uh, yeah. Is that it? You're done? Uh, yes, actually. No, I, I straight up was like, uh, yeah, I think it's a light side thing. And then he like reads it and I'm like, yeah, that, that's just. That's just bang on. That's, a, that's exactly <laughs> what I think is the case. So. Matt, you should have just sent a sentence instead of a question. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Good job, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Uh, next one is by Samir at Samir underscore T. And he said, Dio had a robot voice when introduced at Celebration last April. Then in The Rise of Skywalker, JJ did the voice. Why the change? I would love to hear John's guess in the voice of JJ Abrams. Always correct you. <laughs> I wonder uh, if this was started because I posted that video. Could be. I posted the video of Dio at Celebration <laughs> oh, from the yeah. panel mm. where he comes out and he doesn't have, the, he just has the wee woo yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Samir, let us know. Was Lacey responsible for you asking this question? Just the inspiration, not asking the question. I didn't make you do anything. Um, Smear asking asking questions is uh, a big deal. Uh, I just uh, I just can't wait for you to hear my answer. Uh, okay, bye. All right, so that's my JJ voice for you. Um, definitely not answering the question in JJ's voice. Um, so we kind of know why this happened actually. So 
Um, after the premiere, Lacey and I went to a bar and we actually ran into Leland Chi and Matt Martin from the story group. And they had told us that it was a change made by JJ kind of late in the process because Chris Terrio had kind of developed the character based on a friend's dog who was a rescue that was an abused dog, something like that. And it was very timid and you, you would, it would come up to you and then back away and that sort of thing. So they felt like giving it that voice to give it that personality was better than the beep, boop, boop, beep, boop thing. And I have to agree. I thought Dio was adorable. I love the no thank you, no thank you, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss her. Like, oh, I thought Sad. he was, Yeah, I, I, th- I thought he was... I have a squeaky wheel. I have a squeaky wheel. Like, I thought he was adorable and maybe overshadowed a bit by, you know, Babu Frick, but I thought, I thought he was a great entry and I liked the change that they made. So um, that's why they did it, though, because of where the character was created from and they wanted to add more to its... give it a personality more than just uh, kind of a beeping, booping... Um, sort of rolling wheel. So that's that. Um, all right. Last one for all of us quickly. Uh, Mike Brumore at Drum Jedi said, what would each of you order if you visited Dex's diner? So I will start with James. What would you order? I'm you the absolute Dex's? worst when it comes to like foreign food and stuff. I am mm. all like, I don't want Chinese. I want mall Chinese. Like it's totally different. Well, you so like mall Chinese better than like a, a, a five star, like Chinese restaurant. Do you go to five star Chinese restaurants? If I'm going to eat Chinese, though, I'm not going to go to like mall Chinese wouldn't be my top one. So I was a little confused, but oh, okay. it's a culture thing, I guess. I, Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I would I would get like the safest thing on the menu by far. I I mean probably some type of salad cuz anything with any sort of like animal or something, I don't know. I'd be like no dressing. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know what you milked to get this ranch. So uh no. No thank you. No thank you. Like no, thank Dio. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lacey, what would you order at Dex's Diner? Probably a cheeseburger. <laughs> Like a Ronto burger, <laughs> cheeseburger, cheeseburger club, or I usually get breakfast when I go to the diner. That's just like no matter what time of day, I always get breakfast. That's true. But I don't know what breakfast would look like in Star Wars terms, so that's why I'm falling back on the cheeseburger and fries, or chicken right. fingers and fries. It's my just plain. I find that when you go to a restaurant and you're like in the process of ordering, and then you find out they're serving breakfast, you're like, everything changed. <laughs> it's a completely different world now (laughs) give me that menu well that's why i go to the diner because you can get breakfast at any time yeah that is a good benefit i agree um i would order a cup of java juice and then like obi-wan i just wouldn't drink it that's it (laughs) just sit down and then i would go somewhere else because you know why and i actually thought about this dex is disgusting and he's like the lead chef he doesn't wear gloves or a hairnet. He's got all that hair all over him. And he picks up his pants at one point, which is right near a really dirty area in your body. And he, he just goes about his business. So I don't want anything cooked by this guy. I would get a cup of juice from the waiter, leave it there, just like they do in every movie when someone meets someone for a drink. They order a drink and they never drink it. And then they, the scene ends. And then I would go to a different establishment is this a new thing that you're talking yourself out of all the questions now like you're not answering them 
I, I just answered it. I would order a cup of Java juice <laughs> yeah, and not <laughs> imbibe it. And that would be it. Because okay. I've gotten food poisoning before and now it's like a thing with me where I'm mm. like afraid to get it again. And mm. that I would definitely get food poisoning from Dex's Diner. That's all I'm you saying. You think so? Their Yelp score is probably horrible. Whatever Yelp is in Star Wars, probably like a one star. Dex's Diner. Anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's it. All right. Guys, I want to thank you so much for uh, those questions. If you uh, want to get your question featured on the show, send it over to us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Or if you're shy, like Jose Altuve of the Astros, you can email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com with your questions uh, there as well. And uh, anyway, even in the comments somewhere, we find them. And if you're a patron, of course, you know how to send them to us there in hyperspace, right to the front of the line. But... That's the end of this episode, so I want to thank everyone for listening and watching, being a part of the resistance. If you are new to us, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe, because we do have two episodes every week, so Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. If you need your resistance broadcast swag, head to tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. You can get all, like our logo tee that I'm wearing here. Lacey's wearing one of our logo tees. That shirt James is wearing, you can actually get that exclusively on our page there as well. But also, of course, our Make Solo 2 Happen shirts are our top seller. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if you want to join that movement and grab one of those, do that. Make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more, especially this month with all that new Star Wars news that's going to be coming down with Project Luminous later and that sort of thing. We're going to be covering all that for you guys. I want to thank our patrons. As uh, we mentioned earlier in the show, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We are very, very close. We're teetering very close to our next goal, which would be an Empire Strikes Back commentary. Uh, We have five tiers. If you want to get more content from us, aside from the two episodes, uh, we have a lot of exclusive stuff there. Eight or nine mini episodes every month. We're just, like we mentioned earlier uh, via Lacey's Rundown, we're going to be adding new behind-the-scenes stuff. So we're always changing and upgrading things over there. Five tiers. Go check it out. If you see one you like, sign up. We appreciate the additional support. And I want to say a special thanks to our generals over there. Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, J.G. Carr, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, a.k.a. Gary, Mike, Michael Gaines, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at Star Wars News Net. James? Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey. Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. That's it, guys. So the big one's coming. So enjoy your weeks. Thursday, we're going to be discussing Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. So get ready, guys. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, We're going to do some other stuff, too, as always. Different topics and, of course, resistance transmissions, which always is a good time. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. And we'll see you guys on Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.